Hey, I'm Jesse. This is Tula on my right and Roxy on my left. Let's have a devotion. In Matthew chapter 13, we've been studying the passage that comes between the parable of the sower and the explanation of the parable of the sower. Those two chunks of text are covered by this week's curriculum. You can go find your member guide at redemptionwashington.com. But for our devotions, we're coming between the text. And here in between these two passages, we see a fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 6. Here's the Isaiah 6 text. You will listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never perceive. That's verse 14 of Matthew 13, quoting Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn back, and I would heal them. Those who have hard hearts, if they would turn, God would heal them. When we see the hardening of hearts Bible-wide, it's always in the case of somebody who is a willing party. For example, um, uh, for example, Judas, he's conspiring even in the chapters to come, and he's used to fulfill prophecy in the darkest sense. When we think of the Pharisees, right, wow, they're the guys who are kind of uh, exhibit A right here in this portion of Matthew chapter 13. And they were convinced of their own righteousness all the while. Esau, as an example, however, it was prophesied before he was even born that he would be the progenitor of Edom, right? And God would despise the nation of Edom. This is the whole purpose of the book of Obadiah. Yet even in Esau's case, we do see a reconciliation with his brother Jacob. In the case of the Antichrist, right, known as the beast in the book of Revelation, this is one, uh, this is one who likewise would put himself up to be worshipped. This is, uh, this is a, a willing party to what's going on, and even his hard-heartedness is used to fulfill prophecy. These people, if they would turn, all right, if, if their hearts were not so callous, God would heal them. That's what Jesus says, that, that's what Jesus fulfills in Isaiah chapter 6. This is a sad state of affairs. Because if only they would turn, if only they would open their eyes, if only their ears would be open to the gospel, they could be healed. They're not beyond the capacity of the gospel to atone for their sins, but their hearts are callous. They're hard. Within Calvinism, uh, there's this, this beautiful teaching, you know, about, first of all, total depravity, all right, that we all know that we're were born sinful. This was something that was shared both among the, the Calvinists and the followers of Jacob Arminius. They both acknowledged total depravity. But then there's also unconditional election. It says that God chooses you to be saved. You are unconditionally elect by God. Limited atonement. Right? This is one that says that the, the, the gospel, the work of Christ on the cross is limitless in its atoning capacity, but it is limited in its application. It's not as though there's a shortage of grace and these hard-hearted people are unable to be saved because Christ's work on the cross were limited in its capacity. That's where the word limited atonement gets a lot of pushback and it's also misunderstood. Rather, it's limited in its application because not everybody's gonna believe. Some are gonna be hard-hearted. If only their ears were open, if only their eyes were open, they would then hear, they would see, they would be delivered, they would be saved. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take these poor puppies back inside, but I want to leave you with Isaiah chapter 6, something we're going to study in our next series. And I want us to lift up those who maybe their hearts are not so callous after all. Maybe they look like wheat right now, but will they look like weeds, but they're going to turn out to be wheat. See our next 
upcoming sermon on the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Would you lift up those in your life right now who you think, man, maybe their hearts are too hard, but maybe they're not, maybe they're, maybe they're, they're open to the gospel after all. I've seen that happen over and over again, time and time again. Somebody that I thought maybe too callous and too hard-hearted was pierced to the heart by the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. Let's go before the Lord. Let's pray for these people. God, we lift up those in our lives who are far from you. And it looks right now like they might be these callous ones, like the Pharisees. God, it may, they, they may look like they've, they've rejected you and they may appear to be weeds right now, but we're going to see later that they are wheat. God, if that's the case with these people in our lives whom we love, whom we pray for, we ask that your Holy Spirit right this very moment as I pray it in real time, as, as, it, as it's echoed and prayed again by those who tune in after this filming, that right in these moments your Holy Spirit would draw upon their hearts, that you would break through the cloud, that they would feel the warmth of the sun and your love for them. They would be drawn to repent from sin and by the power of the Holy Spirit miraculously be able to hear with their ears and see with their eyes. They would turn from their ways and be healed, confessing Jesus as Lord. You've done this numerous times over the years. You did it with Saul of Tarsus, one of the Pharisees, God. You can do it with these people in our lives. And so if they are indeed later to be discovered as wheat, may you give us a front row seat to watch you miraculously work in their souls. Would you fulfill your great commission in these hearts as they are softened, in their ears as they are opened? May those who are joining us in this gospel study of Matthew see such examples. We see plenty of examples of hard-heartedness here in Seattle. May we see some miracles like what you performed in Saul of Tarsus as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.